We live here. Hella Black, episode seven. Episode seven. Oh, shit. That's seven episodes. Hella Black, the podcast, you feel me? We in the building. Episode 12, baby. Episode 12. <laughs> Hella Black episode, is this 44? It's Hella Black, you feel me? Yes, sir. Big episode 5-0, but fuck the 5-0, you feel me? Episode 50 in this motherfucker. Episode 50, wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I know, I didn't see it coming. Did you see it coming? Hell no. It's Hella Black, episode 56. Black at it again, you feel me? My nigga comes on consistently like he's reporting the nightly news. (laughs) (laughs) Man. It never fails. Get in where you fit in. Hi, I'm Anthony James Williams. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Lyra. Hi, my name is Tima. Yo, yo, it's AB. Yo, this Kelly. Hey, what's up? It's Denia. Yo, I'm saying Kofa Brown. Hey, y'all, it's Ayana. Aw, shit, aw, shit. I go by the name All Black. What's good? It's Cozy. You're listening to. And you're listening to Hella Black, Hella Congrats Podcast. It's episode 100, motherfucker. Way before I had my ball skills right, I knew I ball like LeBron James. Fresher than your prime date. I just want the head right now. It's been a long day. Don't take it the wrong way. Moving these mountains with my mental, I think. I need counseling for my issues. I feel more at peace. I think this is the episode where we don't need to ask, hey, bro, what episode we on? <laughs> is my shit good? Yeah, your shit good. We can start that over if you want. No, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tripping. I thought I'd feel better about recording this episode, but I don't know. I'm not gonna get on no Afro pessimist shit. I just, yeah, I thought I would feel better. It's still a big feat. Um, maybe I should just create an alternate reality in my head. And ignore what's yeah. really happening. We, we, could, we could turn this into some uh, Afro sci-fi real quick. My Jordan Peele shit. <laughs> Just act like you know. Yeah, I'm juice, bro. If I, I could, I could probably they probably heard this a bunch of times on this podcast, but I 1,000 percent still remember us doing our first episode. Um, maybe I thought we get to 100. Chairs, the chairs was creaking yeah. and shit. Our that's one thing that because we're gonna talk about growth. Um, but we only we only mentioned political growth, so maybe we should talk about like production and because that's an element of the work as well. Or an element of our growth is the the production side of the podcast. Because yeah, from episode one to episode two to to episode one hundred, you know, it's for sure a improvement in audio quality, improvement in, in production, improvement in intention and with what we're doing and how how we approach episodes, how we approach. You know, telling different stories and structure to all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for episode 100, we had like this whole little plan where we would go through the history of the podcast. Um, we're gonna do some reflections. We first we said reflection on our political growth, but now we for sure need to talk about the uh, like all not yeah the political and the and the and the production side, the growth we've seen there, um, the hurdles of recording. Yeah. And then our goal for the next 100 episodes. So that's what's ahead for episode 100. And for this, we're going to have like, um, what do you call it? We got like some, some sound audio. bites. Yeah, some sound bites of of how others that are near and dear to us, whether it be friends, family, comrades, um, what the podcast means to them. Like last year, our fucking, 
I'm gonna say that for later. Let's just start with the history. Let's 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 do let's do the flow. Let's start with the history of the Hella Black podcast. Look at that. That that's a production discipline right yeah. there. So, all right, we gonna have a, a full flow to this shit. We ain't just gonna go from A to Z and then Z to D and then B to A. I'm going from the tangent because that could have just got sick. Let's see what it looks like. We know what it looks like when we have structure for episodes. So let's stay with that. The history of Hella Black podcast. I think we both we have similar understandings of I don't know. Because it's, it's like all these things that happen simultaneously over the course of probably like four weeks. Um, but it also has to go, we didn't even got to go a, a little further back outside of that four weeks of me going to New York, uh, me bringing it to to you. We damn near got to go and then us recording our first episode. We got to go back to ABC. Were you, what were you on the comms team? Were you the head of the comms team? Yeah. Yeah, communications director. Yeah. Shit, you even got to go back to that, that first meal at Suya. That don't count, though, because, like, that, I mean, that laid the foundation for yeah, it. No, that I'm laid, just yeah. fucking around. But, like, if we really think about just the podcast, like, you was the comms, the director of comms for the African Black Coalition. And then I had, was a freelance, like, journalist, and I had went to New York uh, to go on, like, a journalist safari of sorts <laughs> and where I was doing only print at the time. Um, I learned about this whole new wave of shit. This was what? 2016. Maybe I learned about this whole new wave of shit um, called podcasting. And it's wild how like when you think about gatekeeping, um, how the industry for shows. Yeah. Like we didn't have access to that. And yeah. I had met, I had met a few. What's, what's, um, What's some, I don't know if I had met them at the time, but it was it was some other niggas. I can't remember what show they host, but I had met some black podcasters, but I don't know if that's when me and you went out there together or if this was that first time. I don't know if I had met them prior to that, but it was like completely a white dominated, white male dominated um, field in, industry. Industry, yeah. And as is most industries in this country. <laughs> yeah, but we talked to the nigga D Naz, yeah. right? Like he had essentially was like, oh, I had a radio show at the time, which was kind of like a podcast type shit, but I think in terms of like, super highly produced um, and like all these different elements of storytelling like you know the white men of journalism definitely had podcasting in a chokehold um, and so like I seen that shit and I was like oh shit like nigga this is something that I want to do for show just cause it's like another medium of storytelling and then I know at ABC where I was like a writer or like a staff writer I'm like this is another another way to um, kind of push our politic forward and so the first podcast started as uh, like a pro- a production under the African Black Coalition comms team. That's how it initially started. Um, and I don't know. It was re- it was you know whatever. It was probably always gonna be our thing, regardless. Um, yeah, for sure was. But it I mean, was our first. It was our first. It like, was it was gonna be me producing it, yeah. and you you being the host. I remember. It was our first like joint project together. Yeah, like, that was like my. Blake and Delincey's thing, like yeah. we over oversaw that, you know what I'm saying? Like we came up with the first topic, you produced it, I was the host, um, so that was the history, and we did our first shit at uh, Raj's studio, studio, Rex Life Raj, who has been not only one of the like, cause he we use he we use all his equipment, he opened his space up to us. Um, shit, we even brainstormed the name and shit together. Yeah, and shit. like <laughs> we just I remember we was all just sitting there like, what should we call this shit? Yeah, <laughs> so, hella, yeah, hella. Hella black. Yeah. Oh yeah, hella black. <laughs> so that's that's even a full circle moment to hear now, because like Raj has also been one of the frequent 
financial and um from a financial standpoint in the the you know so a supporter of people's programs and also like helping spread our propaganda right like he's someone that's constantly boosting our shit um so shout out to Raj you know so that's I think a detailed story an in-depth story of how like we really really first started it was a culmination of all these things me and you organizing together niggas wanted to find another way to push the platform niggas just trying to build media push you the feel politic, me? yeah and build media um and then I think that's also the overarching theme of fucking community right because We've recorded, excuse me. We wouldn't be nothing without community. This podcast wouldn't yeah. exist without community, without people helping and sharing resources. Niggas Facts. can't act brand new, like episode 100. You know when niggas always act like, oh, I just did this shit by myself or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? People have that individualistic ass, like, ah, oh, self-made nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, like, you to an extent, for sure, people be self-made, but like, bro, like, there's a product of people. You always is a product of people. Yeah. In from, some way. From a production side, bro, like, we literally, rec- if we think, if we talk again about people opening up their spaces to us, we talk about um, Raj letting us record that first one in his studio. We talk about Maya through her work at Youth Radio and Ganadi supporting us and allowing us to record in that space for a few episodes. Um, we talk about Auntie Jocelyn. And White Dave opening up their home and White Dave, like, literally, you know, helping us produce and get all set up. Um, we talk about fucking Gino coming to record our first ever video episode. Um, we talk about the folks at Oaklandish for letting us do our first live show there. The folks at that shit was Parish, lit. shout out my <laughs> nigga J.E. You know, like, there's been, to all the, the many guests we've had, to niggas like Lef, who just helped produce our last episode, like, you know, really wrote the shit out, to... All the guests that have actually come on, like this shit is a product of it. Come on, like literally from you know not being able to record at Youth Radio no more to to White Day. Literally, you feel me? Being like, hey, y'all could come record here. I'm gonna set y'all up. (laughs) Hear the hear the microphones, press record, make that shit shake. You know what I'm saying? And like now we got our own microphones and shit like that. You know, all those little moments always culminate into something that's bigger. You know, Ekpe sending us our first Ekpe, shit. you feel yeah. me? I remember putting a tweet out like, hey, bro, we trying to get our own stuff. You know, now that we see we could actually do it with our own equipment. You know what I'm saying? Ekpe um, getting us this equipment. You know, he was a guest and, you know, a big supporter from us from early on and supporting not only the program, but the podcast. Like, so I'm I'm appreciative as fuck when, I, when, we, when you have the time to really reflect on, like, what led you to get in here and the people that helped support you to get into this. Um, the stage where we at right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Shout out my nigga Cool. He paid for us to rent out the new parish for that for our second live show in the town. Um, and niggas have really shown shown up for us. Uh, and I I think about the the in addition to people showing up for us, how nigga we had to show up for ourselves at times. Like I really don't think people understand how hard it is to produce a show. We just talking about like a, from a, a media standpoint, a production standpoint of like writing scripts um, or outlines, whatever you want. It's like doing the necessary research to provide facts and analysis. And then when you're talking about pushing a politic of, you know, trying to push scientific socialism on the folks, trying to push fucking, um, you know, trying to push an anti-imperialist, anti-colonial, anti-white supremacist, anti-capitalist lens on people. Like, you got to do a lot of reading to be able to, you know, really talk your shit, you know? A lot of reading and a lot of reflecting, too, because it's like all that shit's still within us in some ways, too. Yeah. So you always just having to, like, counteract yourself and, you know, counteract that shit in your mind that you've been 
all that propaganda. You feel me? That you don't, like a lot of we products of colonial education. <laughs> you know, so it's that man. But like niggas was having to do all that shit during the week and also still work and organize. Bruh, like what did you, legit coming? You coming from Bart? <laughs> me coming from Bart too? You feel me? Rushing down the youth radio. So we forgot about the container, man. We for- forgot about the shooting container, oh, man. Shit, man. That, that, was, that was the iconic. Uh, that place, that shit is iconic, bro. If you feel, it's it, a lot like, of history. Every, a lot of history it. on that sh- that shit right there. In that little container. In that little container, bro. Yeah, like that's from a music standpoint for you, yeah. you feel me? And then the podcast. And then the program, yeah. like if we didn't pull up to that container, I don't, you know, we for sure would have made shit, some shit shake at some point. But like that for sure is a monumental ass place, bro. Yeah, I, I can't even remember what day that was, but it was. It had to have been like early summer or like spring when we were in there that day. And it was the first Friday. Episode. I remember. We did that second episode. Episode two. That's still one of my favorite episodes. That's why like, I that's one. Yeah. yeah, I went back and I listened to that motherfucker. I'm like, this was like a year after the first episode we did. Man, bro, we was dropping heat, predicting hella shit, talking about Jay-Z and Van Johnson. You know, audio quality wasn't the best, but man, that shit was, yeah. That's like. That was like a testament to just making shit shake and just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like not necessarily knowing like how to do it yet, but just like, fuck it. We just going to get a mic. A bottle of Hennessy And we just gonna talk politics bro We just gonna yeah. And, f- and I, I, f- I hope for others That's like when As a Like when I think about When I create things And when I speak number, Like when I speak And say things When I write Whatever Any form of um, Communication and, and creation Always hope that You know The shit that I say Resonates With folks in a, in a way that lets them feel What I feel When I was thinking it Or when I was speaking it You know And so with this podcast Even as I've been reflecting because we had to do like some homework for this shit and some prep for this 100th episode. I'm like, yo, this shit has been so much more than just a, a show. It has been so much more than just a podcast. It's been a classroom. It's been a it's been a, a, um, a communal space. It's been damn near therapy. It's, it's, it's functioned as a lot of things. And I hope like that's what it does for the listeners. And yeah, I, you know, just to touch on a little bit, what we're going to touch on later in the episode is like that's what I want for these next 100 episodes is like for us to be so intentional with the things that we say and the topics that we in the way that we talk about them so that people can not only you know experience that shift in consciousness but start to feel some of the emotions you know for better and for worse that could that could that could lead to to different actions you know I just feel what we feel when we say things that um and so if, if there needs to be a shift in the way that we speak and the way that we present the information that's what I hope we are consciously doing with each episode so that we can always always keep yeah. growing and always keep learning and i think these past you know 100 episodes is a testament to that you know of trying one thing one way then trying it another way then rethinking about this or how, how are we saying this you know what i'm saying and having levels of introspection and shit like that you know so i think that's definitely something i'm looking forward to in the, in the next hundred that is going to come because yeah, that shit is always important to have that that eye of reflection. Looking back, what you do right, what you didn't do right, you know, how you can improve, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what it's about, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, and I, just, I think that's where, you know, we, we have had, like, the podcast has always come, like, kind of, not secondary, like, less, lower than secondary to all the other shit we got going on, but I think, like, what it could act, the impact that it could possibly have if we do want it to be those things, right? If we do want it to be a, if we are more intentional, we're making it a communal space, we're making it 
a real resource for education and not just a baseline understanding of all these theories and regurgitation of theories, but like literally like niggas could take this, um, like we like we taken with so many of the books that we've read, the extensive books that we've read, like oh, We Are Our Own Liberators, like Revolutionary Suicide, like uh, Blood in My Eye, like fucking Asada's shit. Um, like those books that can literally lead to again a shift in consciousness that leads to a shift in action like that. That's what I want, and it's been so again. Like, and it, I think it definitely has been for people yeah. from people I've talked to for yeah. sure, you know. But I just wanted to continue and to continue to improve on that and grow. You feel me? Because what I what I was trying to say was, as there there are things that have made that kind of impossible to do just because niggas have all this other shit going on. Like whether it was working, you working at Cal. Um, me having to go on like tours and shit. Uh, there's been so many things that are in our day to day lives that have stopped us from being able to fully put all our time and energy into this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Niggas was really running from job, getting fresh off work, hustling, hopping on BART, getting down downtown Oakland. Legit, you feel me? And then only having like a time period, an hour time period to get shit across, and then like legit, like only having that hour. You know what I'm saying? Like at six o'clock, nah, shit is done. Like, or when you, you know what I'm houses, saying? Right? It's like, all right, well, my uncle about to get off work, about to come in here. Like, oh, this is Nick supposed to be quiet when he come in this house? Like, <laughs> nigga, drop mail off. I remember. You record this somebody's house, you know? But yeah, man, it's, it's uh, that's what. I, We've seen areas of growth, and that's that for me. That's that's also a dope part is knowing that you could do things differently, knowing that you could do shit better. Um, I think about you know from a if we shift into growth, like even us starting to try to do separate second references more, like speaking in a way that uh, with the understanding that everybody might not know exactly what we're talking about, or motherfuckers might need a refresher. So just like trying to define things. Um, you know, making sure we do outline so that we can be way mm-hmm. more intentional with our shit. Uh, shit like that. Getting our own equipment so that we have to run from house to house. Uh, starting to put together like a little schedule where we're like, okay, we at least going to drop, you know, once a week or every other week. Just having, you know, more intention behind it. That overarching theme of, of, of intention. Uh, that's what we've seen for show growth. Yeah. And having Jacqueline help. Like you know, kind of expanding the team in a sense. That's th- those are the things of growth that have definitely benefited our podcast, and hopefully, just benefited the listener. Yeah, I've definitely had some like long time listeners, but oh, I've seen the, I hear the shift in the production, I hear the shift in the intention. You know, so if we can keep matching that, you know, for these next hundred episodes, and just really focus on that, bro, I think it's gonna be a lot of good things that come from it. You know, not only for for ourselves and our own growth, but for other people's growth and other people's education and transformation. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like thinking about where we started on episode one to where we are now. It's like both of us is, have grown and transformed into, in you know, better people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, to introduce myself <laughs> no, i'm just playing this is shy and i got a message for the hella black duo aka black and delincy so i want to take it back to the year of 2016 blake sent me the very first episode of hella black he told me that he was behind the scenes of the production and i only heard delincy's voice which 
was cool because I just looked at him as a writer, but I didn't realize that he was also like a great podcast radio personality as well. So I also thought that Blake should be on the mic too. I don't know if I directly spoke to Blake about it, but in my head, I was just like, bro, what are you doing? You got great public speaking experience. If you don't get your big self behind that mic and start talking to your partner, cracking down on these politics. But what I didn't know was that they were going to take this podcast and use it as a path to such a big powerhouse and a strong movement that wasn't only going to benefit them, but also benefit people around them and people who they have yet to connect with, but definitely have sparked inspiration among so many people. So all I want to say is bask in your success. There's a lot more to be done, but y'all have already done a whole lot. Live your best lives, bros. Congratulations. What's up with y'all? It's Pendarvis Harshaw, journalist, educator, the homie from the town, tapping in to tell y'all, the world, everybody, that Hella Black has something dope going. Congrats on all that they've done so far. Looking forward to more continued success. When I think of these two characters, I think of two separate individuals who have images that stand out in my mind. There's this image of Blake in my head of him riding his Harley. It's probably lakeside or maybe through downtown, but his hair, he got this long ass hair just flapping in the wind. And that's kind of him. He's this like free spirit, loud bike, big dude, like not afraid to be himself on the main stage. And I think that's very powerful, especially in society where so many people uh, will ask you to humble that shit. Nah, man, keep speaking, keep being loud. And Delincey, when I think of him, I think of him being at the taco spot on uh, 22nd. What's that, Sinaloa? Man, this dude, we're up there chopping it up. It's me, him, and all black. <laughs> Thank you for fucking with me. And this dude, Delincey, after eating his meal, he breaks out some dental floss. I'm like, bro, we in the middle of the hood. We chopping it up with some, a gangster rapper about some, some neighborhood stuff. And this dude brings out dental floss. Why? Because that's Delincey. He is who he is, no matter where he is. And he's on top of it. You know, he got the, the clean shoes, the cleat check, all of that. But he's prepared for whatever may come. And I really appreciate that about him. Delincey and Blake, they come together and they produce quality content. They cover a myriad of topics. And it's just delightful to hear them talk about it and also being open to learning. You get so many times when people get a podcast and they want to be the all-knowing, all-seeing person when you're not. It's dope as an audience member to just go on that journey of learning with you. So continue to learn, continue to grow. Peace. Yo, I just want to shout out uh, Blake and Rolla, you know, for being pillars in the community, pushing this black shit further, you know, and just being stand-up guys, bro. We need more people like you. I appreciate y'all, you know, uh, y'all inspire me. Even though y'all are younger than me, I look up to y'all in a lot of ways because the shit y'all doing is real important, you know. And it's big love from Raj and, you know, everybody on my side, bro. I love y'all. Yo, this Kelly. Man, shout out to my niggas Delinci and Blake. I'm so proud of these niggas, man. Just for y'all to be able to push y'all agenda to the masses, bruh, and educate people on just what it's like to be black through a radical lens, especially growing up in the Bay. Y'all teaching niggas about gentrification, teaching people about just rights and humanity, bruh. That shit is hella tight. I love you niggas, bruh. Hi, my name is Tima. I'm so proud the things my uncle Lindsay and Blake have accomplished. Keep up the good work. Peace, love, and happiness. 
Hi, Blake. This is Atia Anita. Just want to congratulate you and Belenci on your projects. And you need to come to see me more. Okay, love you. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is Deshaun Harrison. So as someone who has been both a guest and a frequent listener of Hella Black Podcast, I love this podcast not only for... Um, the host, who I also love, but because of its radical politics and the way that it gives these ideas, these ideologies in a way that is easily consumable. I'm thankful that you gave me the platform to educate folks on anti-fatness in particular. So when I think of two or three different words to describe you all, all I can think of is transformative, goofy as fuck, <laughs> and hella fucking radical. And I appreciate y'all more than you will ever, ever, ever know. Hey, what's good, Blake and Rolla? Man, this is Smitty. just wanted to send this note of uh, appreciation and gratitude. Man, y'all some of two of the realest niggas that ever graced this earth. Um, I didn't learn a lot from listening to the pod, from watching y'all maneuver. Uh, utmost respect, for real, for real, uh, for just the way y'all continue to show up for community, for the way that y'all inspire other folks to think differently about their approaches uh, to just navigating this world, man. So keep on rocking. Y'all doing amazing work. Keep enjoying this shit. And like you said, find that black joy, like y'all be saying. All right, take care. Hey, what's up, Blake? It's Aiden. I just wanted to congratulate you for your years of hard work on this podcast. I know you've been grinding, so I'm glad you're getting some recognition with this right now. I wish I could be there tonight, but, you know, I got my tournament. But just good luck. I love you. Blessings in the future. Hi, Blake and Delency. This is Yemi. I'm hella proud of y'all. I think uh, working with you in PBO and working with you and seeing your growth in the podcast has just been incredibly transformative for me. Um, I know y'all don't do this for yourself, and it shows in every single thing that you do. You do it for the people. Um, thank you for believing in me and always trusting me to be my best. Um, the podcast is something that I refer to regularly and always want to put people on because of the quality of the content and I know the work that goes into it. So keep leveling up. I can't wait to see where y'all go next. Yo, I'm Sankofa Brown and you're listening to Hella Black, Hella Congrats Podcast. Hella Black Podcast is so fucking necessary. I Man, I'm just so glad that this show exists. At a time where everything around us feels fake, People need something real, you know, something that can help them make sense out of the shit we find ourselves in. And hella black, man, it's like this bright light in a whole sea of darkness. And I'm just so thankful for Blake and Delincey for cultivating this space. From the topics to the guests, and hella black is one of the few spaces where people can hear radical analysis. And I ain't talking about that academic bullshit, but really a vibe that feels like you just kicking it with your homies. These two brothers are powerful. And I say powerful in the sense that they understand what it means to be of the people and be with the people. Everything that they do is for the people. And Hella Black is definitely for the people. So I just definitely want to shout y'all out, man. And I'm so happy for y'all and all the work that y'all been doing. Please keep it up. Power to the people. Hi, I'm Anthony James Williams, and you're listening to Hella Black, Hella Congrats podcast. Surprise edition! As someone who has been on the podcast and has known Blake and Delincey for some years, um, I would say that listening to Hella Black makes me hella proud, as I said on my episode, to see their growth and to see that people are growing with them. Uh, and for me to tune in and to grow with them as well and learn a lot of different things. And when I think of 
Blake and Delincey. Mm, I think the words that come to mind are niggas, growing, and joy. Yo, hella Blake, hella Delancey. This is your uncle, hella G, Freddie G, saying that I, we, are beyond proud. Now, what does that mean, beyond proud? In this instance, beyond proud is the pride we take in achievements of those whom we closely associate with, or even the qualities they consistently display that are widely admired, or those difficult skills mastered, such as having difficult but much needed conversations in a casual but comprehensive manner. Difficult conversations ranging from restorative justice and transformative justice to systematic oppression and to white supremacist capitalist patriarchy and having the courage to speak on traditionally uncomfortable topics in the black community. From the coming to terms with the LGBTQ community rights to hypermasculinity among cis black males. Beyond pride is the confidence and self-respect expressions of members of a group, typically ones that have been socially marginalized on the basis of their shared identity, culture, and experience. Hella rational, hella leadership, hella real. To quote the great Kwame Ture, the job of the conscious is to make the unconscious conscious. Hell of love, y'all. You feel me? <laughs> Peace, love, and happiness. That's perfect. That's really good. Ain't no stopping blessings from a nigga who deserve it. Ain't no stopping blessings from a nigga who been working. They won't stop your blessings when you moving with a purpose. I see through your ego like a shell. You looking more ninja turtle. Michelangelo head ass. Don't put your value inside. My politics really show has grown because I, I think about how whether it was like on purity shit. I know so much of the shit was purity shit early on when we would like analyze men and shit on here, and you know damn near. Um. I, Definitely had some disposability yeah, shit for sure with an shit. Like, for sure, like we used to go hella hard on men on some like purity politics and damn near separating ourselves from them. When I don't, that's damn near like some cognitive dissonance. I think that's the definition of it, right? Like when you're not even realizing that you damn near talking about yourself. <laughs> you feel me? Like, like nigga, what the fuck? You still do some of that same shit, or a nigga be like, oh, we still learning and still growing, but then but nah, I'm nigga. Down and, I mean, feel me bash niggas. Like, honestly, if you go on I think that's just a product of heavily being on Twitter and that that fucking Twitter oh, shit, bro. Twitter and ac- academic spaces where it's like that ain't real life. Organizing spaces, shit too. A lot of organizing spaces are not real life. It's just like these bourgeois spaces where uh, I don't want to go on a tirade, but I think y'all niggas know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like online, yeah. Especially even how we think about online and. What is the role of social media in as it pertains to a black liberation movement? You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure, Twitter is toxic. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, space that doesn't allow for 
any any space that is compartmentalizing and reducing shit, re- reducing shit like the whole point of Twitter is to get on here and, and present yourself as one thing, right? And that's what we were doing on this podcast for a minute is like presenting ourselves as one thing, like reducing ourselves to these movement niggas, to these academic niggas, to these writers and these thinkers and these actors and not fully showing all the other shit that we was dealing with outside of here, like hinting at it, like, oh, you know, I'm still learning and growing. No, what is th- I'm still learning and growing mean, nigga? Like, what does that actually mean? Like, niggas got to start naming that shit. It means I'm doing some of the shit that I'm critiquing. You know what I'm saying? If it's, oh, I, have I, I think we capitalism, are, yeah. I'm still over-consuming. Me buying yeah. 60 pairs of Air Force Ones in a year is like, nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> you like, like, what are you truly doing here, my nigga? Like, oh, I'm still learning and growing. I'm battling capitalism. No, nigga, you're <laughs> over-consuming. Nigga, name what you're doing. Oh, you know, I'm I'm working on my homophobia. No, nigga, you still using slurs. They say what you doing. Don't say you still I'm st- I gotta learn and unlearn. And that's what niggas be missing from that's what our platform was missing at one point. And I'm glad we got that shit in check, like real fucking quick, because niggas was positioning themselves as we would we would again, we would do we would do this thing where we named we still learning and growing, but then we would bash niggas for still learning and growing. So what's really going on here? And so like that's when the that's when the biggest shift. I don't see us I mean like niggas still berate you know, clear operatives, like opportunists and opposition. Like, we still berate those niggas, and that's what should happen. You feel me? That's drawing line, demarcation. That's clarifying we are not the same. Uh, yeah. But in terms of niggas, you talk, motherfuckers talking about, how you going to, oh, I'm politically educating motherfuckers by screaming at them and making them feel less than, making your, and boosting, putting yourself up on a pedestal. And like, you some better person type shit? Like nah, that shit just, <laughs> should should damn near bullying, if we being real. <laughs> shit, anti-black, anti-poor as fuck. Uh, <laughs> and if we, if we look at Twitter... That's all that shit is. It's damn near cyberbullying. Yeah, and that's what we was doing to niggas, bro. Is like it was it was some heat in there. Don't get me wrong, but like you had to, like I'm I'm sure it's a lot of niggas who didn't want to listen to our shit because it's like, oh, these niggas just making me feel like a piece of shit or making me feel like, but in the yeah. name of community building, in the name of we would always say like, oh, this real black shit, this real radical shit. What do you mean if you just bashing <laughs> the poor niggas in a more in a different way? We just putting the radical lens on our on our anti blackness. We just putting a rand- a radical lens on our po- on our anti poor shit. That's <laughs> like that's all niggas be wanting to do. Yeah, and it's a lot of niggas that's falling in that same trap. That but nigga, we was you feel me, 24, 23 years old, coming fresh out of student organizing, pissed off at the world. You feel me, um, and being damn near misled by online personas that we thought might have been doing the same shit that we was doing. You know, we was for sure misled. I mean. Thinking maybe Twitter was something that it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Or thinking like I believe in, believe in some of these folks who just talk out their ass, thinking they actually doing shit and thinking about they about shit. You know what I'm saying? But they ain't not, really. It's not just Twitter either. It's it's like this whole like because it it Twitter was the element of it, especially in terms of the way that we were presenting ourselves again on the reductionist shit and like having to present yourself as like the pure and perfect. Um, but there's also this element of when we were, because we were also reading, you know what I'm saying, and being outside at the same time. So I think when we were reading some of the theory, we were reducing its, uh, we weren't accounting for the nuance of the implication of theory from a from a from a um, practical standpoint. Niggas wasn't really taking in that consideration of like, all right, when they say because it's one thing to take a theory of Twitter in terms of like checking somebody or whatever, but the actual practical implementation of it—that's why we're saying like, why well, that shit just not education 
at all. You know so what that's, I mean? That's my point. Like, not even just Twitter, right? Like, from a political education standpoint, when we talk about PE, if we hear, like, you know, you read about Huey and Asada and whatever motherfuckers from the Black Panther Party talking about political education, um, I think, you know, when we would go out and, and think about political education, we would forget the nuance of trial and error of, you know, learning something one way. But the then, nuance of different approaches. Yeah. The nuance of time. The time it takes for somebody to transform. We learned. We we've started. We've started think, to see think, a shift in education. We've started bro, to see a yeah. change in our understanding of, of education. Because I think to educate. the Twitter, the Instagram, all that shit, it makes things like instant gratification. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like that instant like gratification. So I think in some ways that same shit can be transformed. Or that shit is taken in the real life. Like oh, you think you just have this one conversation with a nigga, and obviously it's instant. But ain't that what they but tell it, us in the classroom as well too? Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they, that's how they. I mean, that's yeah. all, all a product of colonialism and colonial yeah. thought and colonial education. It's like oh, you just read this book once, and all, all of a sudden you got it. Oh, have this one conversation around uh, classism, you got it. One conversation around patriarchy, you got it. One conversation around homophobia, you got it. No, it does not work like that. Yeah, it's and a, also, yeah. like, you got to look at, like, you can have it one day, and nigga, like, political de-evolution is a real thing, too. A lot of people come politicized, and then some people go far right. Or go into the democratic shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Niggas calling themselves abolitionists and working with Amazon, <laughs> working with this prison shit. In the name of their activism. All right. <laughs> you know, so I think it's just understanding there's nuances and shit and all this shit ain't always what it seems like, how they try to make it sound like on the fucking internet. Yeah. Political education is hard. And that's what I realized. It takes we, a lot of time. When we started, like, you know, getting into schools and um, doing, like, community learning shit and taking this shit because it's so easy when you get on like you go and do a podcast like oh i'm doing my i'm doing my part in political education like i'm putting the theory out and i'm giving it to the world and it's like but your surrounding community ain't doing like you yo you ain't having none of these conversations with your surrounding community podcast is one facet of it you can't measure and it's that. also you can't like measure this political, you, like we can't measure how many people we truly impacted via the podcast you can try to you if can you try. do a survey or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or if people tell you this, that, but it's still not like scientific. But but doing like, but but yeah. doing like from a political education political education education standpoint of like be actually being outside and giving your pamphlets and holding these learning sessions and doing these speeches and getting and talking outside, to people and talking to people and talking and, to people and talking to people and, and, <laughs> and breaking the shit down. You feel me? And seeing how many people start to show up to your community learning things. See how many people start to show up to your program. That's something you can really measure in terms of like, is my political education really helping? Seeing the decrease in fucking um, violence in your community as a result of the spaces that you hold. And that's something that can be measured. You know what I'm saying? Like, us just going out and putting this theory out into the world, re- the, this regurgitation of theory out in the world and then saying we political educators is bullshit. Like, niggas got to stop doing that. Not saying I'm not talking specifically us, but like that's what you see a lot of is niggas like throwing ideas out into the world and then saying like, "Oh, I'm doing my part." It's like nigga, we can't measure that. Like, Just oh, Google it. That shit make people feel good, and then niggas put it on their bookshelf and say they read your shit, and then go out and, and live the same way. Yeah. yeah, it's not leading to no tangible change. Neither quality. Neither qualitative nor quantitative. Like it's just not leading to no no change for real. I mean, it should be measurable. You know what I'm saying? Like I have educated these, 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 and these people. You know what I'm saying? Like these people have grown with me over the years, and their actions have clearly had a shift to be in alignment with Black liberation. 
And one way you measure that is through organization. <laughs> it's through organizing. Getting outside, putting your boots on the ground, talking with people, learning with people, building with people, breaking bread, and learning and changing your actions. That, that's that's one way you really measure it. Like, okay, because you could listen to a hundred of hella black episodes and have never t- taken any action. Clearly, you ain't you missing something in this podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, hey, I feel like I've, uh, throughout this podcast, I've grown a lot, I feel like. Politically, you know, especially uh, thinking about coming into activism. You know I me, mean? I'm a, it's kind of a hothead still. Yeah. Still have some of those tendencies, you know what I'm saying? So my shit, I just came out of pure anger. Being a student athlete at Cal, experiencing all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like my first shit was like anger. I mean, fuck 12, man. We finna be in these streets, man. Fuck these pigs. We finna do whatever. You feel me? Like, <laughs> really get active. And I'm like, mm, you grow from that. Like, that anger is valid. That rage is important. Um, very important, in my opinion. But how do you channel it? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like now I'm coming to a place of like, all right, how do I really channel this shit? You know what I'm saying? Into the best way possible. Into a way that actually leads to material changes and to scientific changes. You know what I'm saying? Like from a student activist to, to now. Shit been a lot of growth, bro. Because you, you, you start thinking like, oh, the student activism matters so much. And student organizing, now you see like, ah, yeah, it does. But that real change, you know, it's like that, that line in... Uh, I think it was to die for the people. Like, ah, oh, now we got to get off the campus into the community because that's where real change happens. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. And like, I, I feel like there's been a lot of growth, bro. And you know, deciding to leave ABC and, and build a uh, build people's programs, people's breakfast, Oakland. Bro, that shit was a great. <laughs> that is a clear lesson of our transformation. I mean, yeah, niggas have launched new new programs, not like projects, actual. Programs with systems and and goals and impact. Um, yeah, niggas have. I've definitely seen a shift in in both of us. Shit, like before the pod, before um, the org. I had like I don't even know like what to say. My politic was. Uh, I don't even know, bro. I was. I don't know, like, definitely a product of, like, a mom who studied, you know, black studies in college when I was in middle school. Um, nigga was the vice president of the BSU in high school, but, like, I can't say that I was doing anything of of substance, you know? Like, I was definitely trying to grow my consciousness, but I was, I was, hey, I, I was just like a typical young nigga, like a typical young nigga that had went to college, but I was an athlete. And so uh, niggas definitely had an understanding of like race or whatever, but like this has been my vessel for growth. Because if you, if you meet anybody who knew me in like high school or, or early college and didn't really get to see my political growth, they'd be like, they'll probably think this shit is a sham or like what the fuck happened to this nigga like give his life to Christ or some shit you know what I'm saying like but turn a Jehovah Witness yeah like niggas had to really live I had to really like really read and get outside and that shit has has shifted me a a shit ton bro like I didn't know nothing about anti-fatness before we started doing this podcast you feel me I didn't know shout out Deshaun yeah I, I didn't know 
I, I don't think I was making really, I think like understanding like humanity um, and like having some sense of empathy in me always let me know, like always felt icky when I was, you know, using homophobic slurs and shit. Like I was like, man, I shouldn't be saying that, but there's for sure some internal shit of, um, you know, like, I don't know what's the way to describe it. Like, because like, it's like communal self-hate. You feel me? Cause like them, my people, you know what I'm saying? And just like, okay, well, me being poor and a man, one to just one to make myself feel better. Like, okay, at least I'm not the least oppressed. You feel me? Like, it's something. It was something. Playing like football and the yeah. locker room culture, and and so like now, as a result of this podcast, as a result of my own political education and organizing, like I've just definitely come to under uh, to understand, See, like yeah, like how I play, what role I can play in oppression, and what role I can play in liberation. That's what this podcast has has been for me, and as a result, like the the organization because people's programs you as ourselves as we grow um me and Blake and try to bring that to the organization you see the organization grow you see the organization shift you see us using different um language different practices and so yeah, yeah. This, this has been a vessel for my own growth for sure for sure and just even the way you see your own humanity I know for myself I got my the way I see my own humanity has shifted because of this podcast. The way I see humanity in general has shifted because of the podcast and because of the learning that I'm doing. You know, one thing I realized, like I was just telling you earlier, is like a lot of times in organizing activism, you get brought in by the wrong the wrong teacher. You know what I'm saying? Or the, the wrong, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I'm thinking about even like my introduction to New Africa was definitely on some like Nation of Islam, cultish, <laughs> hyper-capitalist shit. And I'm like, mm, that shit don't make sense to me. Like, yeah, we need land, but this is how it's going? I don't want no part of that shit. Now to really understand and diving deep into what it means to be New African. Yeah. What the New African Independence Movement, which really is about. You know what I'm saying? What Pan-Africanism really is about. Because ABC was just on some cultural nationalist shit disguised as Pan-Africanism. You know, which, which we see now. But now I've had the political education and the wherewithal to understand, like, nah, this is actually this. That's what that is. And this shit is, <laughs> it, our growth can be documented you know. now. So anyone that's thinking about building with us, um, joining the joining people's programs, like they can see like, okay, we can trust these niggas because there's a fucking paper trail of their of their growth. Like there's a paper trail and like them saying this and then them doing this and then them going back and by like, actually well this wasn't right and then moving this way or a nigga saying this and then correcting this. A nigga, like there, there's a paper trail of, our growth, and I think that's important for anybody you're gonna be able to build with. It's like okay, like well, like I was saying, um, I didn't just answer my own critique or worry, right? Like if somebody from high school was like, "Well, shit, how did this nigga get to this point?" You can see based off the shit that we talk about on this episode, the books that I refer to on these episodes, the writings that we have done, nigga, your um, life experience. Yeah, like you can see, like okay, this how this nigga was doing this at 17, this how he was doing this at 15, this how he doing it now at 28, or 25. It, it should 28. be wild though, like. 28 years old and people still trying to be like oh <laughs> like, yeah. think about you when you were 17 bro let's say like well let's, let's say even just like over organizing even if oh, yeah. we just wanted to just like erase you feel like <laughs> i hate like, that shit about something about man you changed from high school yeah nigga you stayed the same bro yeah. what the fuck you still I mean, making them I, weird ass jokes and shit from high school yeah, bro. I, mean, like, I would hope on. i would grow up i would hope i would grow up and realize again <laughs> the role that i play in harm and the role that i can play in healing you feel me like i hope i would do that as a human being but like, let's say, because for too often we see these people make these shifts 
in their stances and there's like no documentation of like what really led to that so that's where you can tell kind of if a nigga is faking like well like what did you really go through to reach this because now we doing motherfuckers again if we talking about the uh, niggas acting brand new on twitter you know what i'm saying they changed like, their bios you know five years ago they was working with the police and now they're abolitionists okay yeah or niggas just jump into spaces even if yeah. you ain't got no online paper trail like you'll go from a nigga who was just running the streets to now you're part of an organization it's like well nigga what led like what are these shifts um and i think to be able to document those shifts is when you can show what somebody is really about uh, and it helps people you feel me like that's, that was it also point, helps yeah. people see like you can do this you can have this shift too that was right my you know what yeah. i'm saying like, like like i read huey and that inspired me like i could do this shit too you know what i mean like you read malcolm and you're like damn i could change my life too you know what i'm saying like you have those clear and that's why i'm like people oftentimes like i was saying in, in your little class like people compartmentalize people into this certain time period but don't look at the full transformation of the person you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, that's why I think that shit is super important to understand the full transformation and the full development and the full political growth of somebody. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. the full, full spiritual growth of somebody. That was that was Full personal point. growth of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. what we're supposed to be doing. That was perfect. That was more so what I was trying to say. And then, like, if we take it from a, a non-political lens and just apply it to creators, like, y'all got to realize, nigga, we started this shit at Roger's studio. You feel me? One mic, eight guests, or two mics and eight guests. Then we was recording this shit in a fucking container in a parking lot in West Oakland. A shipping container. Literally a shipping container in a park in a parking lot in West Oakland at a warehouse. Then we was fucking uh, recording at Youth Radio. Then we recorded an episode in like Jake's bedroom. Then we recorded some other episodes in, in, in White Dave's spare room. It's like from a creator standpoint, like anybody that's trying to get into media, production, writing, um, whatever, it's like... You we've gave y'all clear fucking steps to where like, you can see like bro if you just put your foot down and work hard and dedicate yourself to something, um, of course and we were still fighting everything we was organizing niggas was working multiple jobs, um, niggas was going through their own personal things but I think like a commitment to this production is what has taken us from recording and shipping containers to now having a whole little office set up in our shit where we can go record and do video set up and shit, having our own equipment. Um, that wasn't always the case, but niggas just persevered. So from a creator standpoint and from a political standpoint, you are able to see our growth over these 100 episodes. Um, and I hope it serves you as motivating to know that shit. We two regular niggas, if you know, whatever we could do, y'all could do is just commitment, um, principles. Perseverance. You know, them, them, them the shits that could, that could take you far. So I guess that's our goal for the next 100 episodes. It's for y'all niggas to get motivated, feel important, build with us, grow with us. And I would like to be, I don't know, we say this all the time, bro. Like, as many listeners as we get, and I don't know why we don't have more fucking emails or ads, whatever, telling us, like, how this show can be more beneficial to y'all. Because um, that's who this, for me at this point. A show for the people. That's who it's for, like for the people to grow, people to build, people to change, people to take action. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate all the patrons, all the patrons rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? Rocking with us through it all. I appreciate y'all, loyal listeners, loyal supporters. Appreciate y'all to all the people who is spreading this propaganda, this message that that needs to be heard. Appreciate y'all for real. That shit really do mean a lot you know what i'm saying like we a product 
the people supporting us and, and y'all the people that supporting us. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate the love, appreciate the support, you know. Pay up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, support our shit though. Real talk. Like, man, y'all pay y'all teachers and we ain't they ain't nearly as intentional as we is. You got motherfuckers professors making a hundred and fifty. You know, 200, like, we, they ain't nearly as intentional. Like 200 just to not even teach a class. They ain't nearly as intentional. Because they GSI is teaching that class. The GSI putting the lessons plan together. We need 100 more there. patrons. So go send niggas to our shit. We need 100 more, period. 100 more patrons. What's up? I know I'm going to double that answer. We need 200 more. 200 more. Bro, I know it's some, some <laughs> white folks out there, bro. Black lives matter. We will take the performative in that aspect. Just perform for us. Come on. Yeah, perform by going to our Patreon. Patreon.com. So it's, a hundred, it's a hundred white motherfuckers at every campus. Just what's up, bro? Come on. Can we get one new white patron today? Pay up, cracker. <laughs> I just didn't see. That's regressing. No, that's you not. said that p- political de-evolution <laughs> just happened Man, in real time. Whatever. Uh, we whatever. need a hundred new white patrons. Pay up. We baby. need a hundred more Euro-Americans. We need a hundred more settlers to pay up. <laughs> Uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we 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 wherever. So go subscribe, five star review. You know what I'm saying? Leave a leave a five star review. Fuck with us, man. Appreciate y'all. Hundred episodes, hundred more to keep coming. Hella black, episode one hundred. It's hella black, baby. You feel me? We all the way tapped in, locked in, rocking that pure black shit. You feel me? Pure black, that organic black. You feel me? That non-sellout black, that revolutionary black. That non-GMO black, nigga. That you feel me? Whole Foods organic black. Now nah, fuck Whole Foods, fuck all that capitalist shit. You know, but you know, fruit is good. Organic fruit, organic mangoes. I had a really great organic <laughs> mango. <laughs>